What's up, everyone? It's Girls in the Game here. We aren't just talking about scores, plays, and games. You're getting Inside Scoop of NCAA Division I Athletics. We're your hosts, Allie Tunney, Colleen Schultes, Mary Gagan. And, and this is Girls in the Game. Welcome back to Girls in the Game. This week, we have a special guest, Lindsay Rowley of the National Predators. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, no. I thank you guys for having me. All right. So if you could just introduce yourself for our listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do. Lindsay Rally. Um, I am the television host for the Nashville Predators at home. I host our pregame show and I host our intermissions. I host our postgame show as well. And then on the road, I do basically all of those activities. And then I also serve as the sideline reporter. So I uh, interview players, coaches. Um, I'll go on the bench twice to interview uh, once a defenseman, once one of our assistant coaches, and then in the intermissions, I interview players. Post game, I'll interview a player as well. So um, Judy's kind of double on the road. Uh, I do do all 82 games. Um, I have been doing college football this year. The rights changed a little bit with ESPN, but in the past, I I've covered ACC um, football, baseball, and volleyball. So, um, but right now, uh, the Predators are my main gig. Uh, I also do work for NHL Network. So, uh, hockey's definitely, I guess you could say, home. Okay, so um, I know when we talked, you you told me your story and everything, and you have a pretty unique story, especially, like, getting to Nashville. So, if you could just um, share that story with our listeners. You know, it's funny. Whenever I have uh, younger uh, professionals say, you know, what was your path? I'm like, take any path but mine. But... But truth be told, there is no wrong path. Um, I actually uh, started loving sports from a very young age. Both my parents were college athletes. My mother was a college volleyball coach my entire life. Uh, so I grew up in a gym. Up until when I was 28 years old, she um, retired from coaching. But um, our my sisters and I, our daycares were basically whatever sport was going on at the university, um, whether it was you know baseball, softball. They didn't have hockey. Um, but football, basketball, whatever it may be. So sports were always really ingrained into me. And then I went on to play college volleyball. Um, being my mother's daughter, I guess you could say, I was always kind of told, you're meant to be a coach. You're meant to be a coach. And even my college coach was like, go get some experience. And then I would love to hire you as an assistant. So like that path, I felt like was a little, I don't want to say predetermined, but it was just kind of like, well, I don't even know if I want to do that. So um, I always wanted to kind of be in business and run Wall Street a little bit. So long story short, went to be my mother's graduate assistant coach. So I coached with my mom, um, which was really fun, but really crazy. Um, being a GA, I stayed in the dorms. But whenever we had a really bad loss, I would come back to my parents' house and my dad would just have like two bottles of red wine on the counter and like be hiding in the back with the dog. Um, so <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But um, again, Long story short, made it to Wall Street, um, was working there in Manhattan, kind of decided this didn't feel right. I missed sports. I didn't know if I wanted to be a coach or what I wanted to do, but I knew Wall Street wasn't it. Um, so I was, I moved back, finished my master's in person. I had the option to finish it and stay at the job in New York. Came back, finished it in person. And one of my friends was like, hey, um, one of my buddies is the news director over at Channel 4. You should take, I mean, you love sports. Like, what else are you going to do? I was like, oh, that's a good point. So I went, I was the oldest intern easily by five years, easily. Um, and I ended up loving it. My mentor to this day, if anything happens in my career, he's one of the first people I contact. Um, but he would like stay late and let me re-record the newscast so I could have this killer resume reel for an intern. Um, and then I, from there, 
I know later on you guys are going to ask me about um, what advice for girls, but LinkedIn really, man, I wouldn't have a career without LinkedIn. I took that resume reel that I made on my internship and I sent it out to every game director because at the time I didn't know if I was good enough to be like a regional reporter like I am now, but I knew like there was in-game reporters that worked for teams where it was just, you know, in the arena. And so I sent my resume reel out to every single game director in the NBA, MLB, and NHL, and only one got back to me, and it was Charlotte. And they were like, we can't pay you much. And I was like, that's all right. Let, let, I, want the, I want the opportunity. So I drove down, um, ended up getting the job. And so for the first, gosh, probably at least seven months, I was driving back and forth between Ohio and Charlotte, North Carolina. I would stay with my parents in Ohio and do high school or MAC college football um, and volleyball. And then whenever there was an NBA game, if the team wasn't on the road, because I was only doing home games, I would go down and do that. Um, and, I, you know, I'm against I'm more advice for girls. But when I remember being an arena host, I almost didn't take the job because I was like, I want to do like reporting. I want to be serious. Like I'm going to be sure I'm going to get to interviews, but I'm also going to be like hosting like silly games during timeouts and stuff. And I was nervous it wasn't going to be as professional as I wanted. It was the best decision I ever made. Like my first game was a sold out game to the L.A. Lakers. And I remember walking out being like, holy crap. Like, I, it forces you to get comfortable in front of a camera. Like, right now, when I look at a camera, there could be one person watching. There could be one million. I've got no idea. But if you're in an arena like that, if you mess up, like, you see the 20,000 sets of eyes that saw you mess up. So um, it was very intimidating, but it taught me a lot, and I learned very quick. Um, from there, I started doing my uh, summers up in New York for a minor league baseball team. Um, I was kind of new from the internship and I, I have a lot of family that play hockey that um, I wanted to, if I could have an opportunity in hockey, I wanted it. Um, sorry. I have a golden retriever. Who's crazy. Um, Charles. Um, but um, so I took the NBA hoping that maybe it would lead to something and thank goodness it did. Um, but my mom kind of always told me, you never take an easy road. Like, Nope, that's a bad thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing, though. If there's like a really difficult road, like I'm going to take that one. I'm never going to make anything easy. And to this day, I mean, it's gotten much better, but the NHL has definitely been known for having the least amount of female representation. Um, so it's gotten much, much better. Um, but that was kind of my goal was to make it in one of the hardest sports for a female to make it in. And um, so I was actually covering an NBA game and I knew the Nashville Predators were under the same umbrella for television as then the Charlotte Bobcats Hornets, they were making that transition. And I saw the vice president of the company sitting rinkside and I knew who he was and I went up and introduced myself. And I, I said, look, I know you're enjoying the game. I don't want to take any time away. I'm the arena house. And he was like, oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen you doing your thing. And, and I was like, I would love the opportunity just to meet with you if I, my real love is hockey. And he was like, hey, you got to talk to Randy Stevens. He's our coordinating producer. It's like, okay. So he gave me his email. I waited like a week. And then I emailed him and lied and said, I'm going to be in Atlanta all next week. I don't care what time of day. I don't care what day. I Can I buy you a cup of coffee and just talk to you about my future with Fox Sports South at the time? And praying to God, he didn't say an early time. Sure enough, it was like 9 a.m. So I woke up at like 3 or 4 in the morning in Charlotte, drove down, took a 15, 20-minute meeting, being like, I want to be the first girl to prime tire for like TV full time. And um, I, he thought I was there visiting a friend and feel bad. I don't even think to this day he knows that story. But I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go. We're going to go out to lunch next. Go to lunch. I got my car. I drove back to Charlotte. 
but um, <laughs> um, it ended up working out. Three months later, I was, you know, working a, a baseball game and I got an email that was like, hey, we want to have you audition. So drove the 12 hours from Pomona, New York down to Nashville, Tennessee, and the rest is, is kind of history. Um, I know that's a really long story, but my the way I got here is very, very um, unique. Let's put it that way. <laughs> No, I definitely wanted you to tell that story because it's it's so <laughs> that is like crazy. But like the fact like yeah. you knew exactly what you wanted and like you were like, I'm not stopping till I get there. And now you are there. Like, that's amazing. But so you said you really love hockey. But do you ever like certain reason why you really wanted to be in hockey for the NHL for Nashville specifically? I think it was a combination of things. Considering I had lived in Manhattan, I didn't. I mean, I would have, I would have taken any job that was offered to me. Don't get me wrong. But like what made Nashville like the, the dream, I guess you could say was it was a, a big enough city that I like, I knew I wasn't going to go from Manhattan and be like, Oh man, what, you know, I'm used to this big, big city. I'll be honest. Like I, I didn't think I would love, I knew I would love Nashville. Now it's like, I think you're going to have to pry me out of that city. I, I thought like, maybe it's a stepping stone. Maybe I'll stay. And now I'm like in love with it. So thank goodness. But um, I think it was a combination of the city and the fact that I wanted to be the first, like they had had, they had had a girl before that had done some interviews for like home games and things like that, but they had never had a girl that like got on the plane with the team and traveled and was like their female television person. So for me, it was like the opportunity to be the first. And that was really appealing to me. Um, it was also really nerve wracking. Cause I thought like, what if I mess it up? And it's like the first female they ever hired was a regret or something. But um, it was also like one of those things that was, um, how, do, like, how do I put this? Like, it, it was exciting. It was like, wow, I'm going to be the, like a lot of pressure, but exciting pressure. Like I get to go there and break ground for a female in hockey in Nashville. So um, for me, that was super appealing. Um, but also I'm not going to lie, like Nashville is a killer city. So yeah. it was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool too. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool too. So, um, and uh, my parents live in Columbus, Ohio. That's actually where I am right now. And um, it's only like a six, less than six hour drive. So um, that was nice to be able to still be able to, because I'm really close with my family, to be able to to come, be able to come back in a day's drive easy. Right. So working for a professional sports team, how does that differ from like working for a minor league baseball team or like college football? Like I know you said you're working with college football. So what is it? like the differences working with students rather than professional athletes? That's a really good question. Um, I think for me, like, for example, when I cover football, I, I've gotten to know a lot of the coaches in the ACC, um, but they're not like my team, I guess you could say. So like perfect example, I mean, this is going to, I don't hope this doesn't sound bad, but if the Predators win a Stanley Cup, I get a ring. Like I'm part of the team. So it's like, and I, growing up, like with a mother who was, I mean, all I knew was team. That's all, that's all I, I sat in a gym for hours and hours and hours as a child watching practices, you know, watching other sports. Um, I, I never knew anything other than being part of a team. So I think that was something that was like, oh, to take the route, that was another thing that was so appealing about that job was regional reporters for the most part, not all, but regional reporters for the most part are assigned to one team. You're not going to cover like, I, even though Carolina is under the umbrella of Valley Sports South, I'm never going to cover Carolina unless there's, like, some kind of extenuating circumstance, um, God forbid. But they have they have Hannah, so they have their own girl. Um, so for me, it was like – and it, and I, I thought that would happen, and I was absolutely right because now, like, 
these guys are my brothers. Like I get so defensive and it's like the hardest thing in the world to quiet the Twitter trolls in your head and be like, no, don't respond to that. When you know, it's like, like somebody's coming down on one of our guys and it's like, I know he's working his butt off like to win a spot or like something like that. And I, like, I love our coaches. Like our coaches are, you know, like, I don't want to say but more like brother figures because they give me so much crap. But, um, but yeah, it's, and you know, being the only girl on the plane, like you see, you feel the losses. Like when we get our butts kicked and you get on that plane, you, that silence is deafening. Uh, and, and you're, you feel that hurt of the, of the loss. And when we lose in the playoffs, man, that's a whole different level of hurt. Um, so I think for me, the biggest appeal in working, I mean, I wanted to be in hockey, but the same idea, if it were an NBA regional team or a sorry, regional reporter for an NBA team or an MLB team, um, as opposed to doing college sports where you're kind of, you're getting to know a lot of people, which is really cool. You're getting to meet a lot of of really cool athletes who, who could one day advance their careers. And if it was football, the NFL, but for me, I loved, I love the idea of being a team part of the team. Um, and I think that's just the way I individually for me, the way I grew up. So it was, it's been a lot of fun and um, I'm probably one of the most competitive people you'll ever meet in your life. So it's like, um, I don't, I don't know who feels the losses worse because I get so upset, but, but no, it's, I'm, I'm kidding. The guys live and die for losses, but, uh, uh, for wins, excuse me. Um, so again, very long answer, but yeah, feeling and the guy, and we have such a great organization and our team, our coaching staff, our general manager, they make you feel like you're a part of the team. Yeah. So you just mentioned that you have a pretty close relationship with both the players and the coaches which is very crucial, especially for pre and post game interviews. So can you talk a little bit about how you built those relationships and built that trust with the coaches and the players and the rest of the staff? You know, it was tough at first. Now it's, you know, I'm the little sister they never want, even though I'm like 15 years older than most of these kids. But um, but <laughs> they still treat me like a little sister. But um, no, at first it was tough because there never was a, a, a female who was always there. And I think there was, especially from our captain at the time, it was never mean or rude to me by any chance, by any means. But he was a little standoffish, especially with somebody on the plane that they didn't know, which is such a sacred area to this team, to like a team. There's not very many people who go on and it's always the same people. So um, I think a lot of them were a little nervous that like, is she going to tweet something out on the plane that she saw? Or is she going to, you know, tweet out an injury that she knows about, but she's not supposed to say something. And so I think there definitely was some, by no means a, a bad experience. No one was rude or mean to me, but it was just, there wasn't that great connection where they trusted me. Um, it probably took about the first half a season before the guys really started to understand, like, I'm here to make you look good. I'm not going to make you look bad. Even if I have to ask a tough question, I'm going to try as hard as I can to spin it to where there's some positive light a little bit, or I'm not going to beat you down. Um, so I, and now my, I mean, shoot, when I got here, oh God, I'm old, seven years ago, um, our captain was, it was only his second season. Now he, Roman Yossi is now our captain. And like, I feel like I've seen him grow up and like, I know he doesn't, like a lot of times, like I'll ask, I'll tell the guys ahead of time, I'll be like, hey, heads up, like I'm going to ask you about power play defense and your partner or something. Like y Yost is like, I don't care, Lindsay, just ask me whatever. So it's like, it took a while to build that relationship, but now um, it's very strong. I will say if I get like a rookie or if we get a trade, like for example, Ryan O'Reilly got traded to Nashville. He's known for being one of the best personalities in the NHL. He's supposed to be hilarious and cool, but 
I'm not going to get that out of him right away. I'm going to have to build a relationship with him. Um, so a lot of times if I'm meeting a guy like, for the first time, if I'm doing an interview with them for the first time, I'll do like small talk before, like I'll tell my cameraman, I'll be like, Hey, just a heads up. I'm going to like, just tell him what I'm going to ask him. And I, for like 30 seconds and just like, be like, Hey, welcome to the team. Like, so excited to have you here. Um, just a heads up. I'm going to ask you about this, this, and this, and it makes them feel more comfortable because they know, Hey, I don't know this girl, even though everybody on my team trusts her, I've never done an interview with her. So I don't know what to expect. And then when I give him that, I won't do that forever, but for the beginning of the season with a new player, I will um, just to make them feel comfortable. Right. Um, I, I know it's like, people always say this, but it really seems like you guys have built like a family and it's not just with the team. You can tell it's with you and then the coaches and everyone. So that's, that's just like really cool that you're a part of that. But um, so hockey we know is one of the longest seasons, especially with like the postseason. So and like you said, you're doing every single game home and away. So how do you just keep up morale and like have a lot of energy for all of your interviews and your post-game shows and just keeping up like the energy for every game? I mean, I could lie to you ladies and be like, it's rainbows and bunnies all year. I never get tired, but that would be total crap. Um, we no, I would say, it, you know, the beginning of the season is always exciting. We're here, uh, especially this year with a new GM, new coach. Got some big guys that we were, were traded for, um, some exciting rookies coming in. Um, so it's a lot of excitement, right? And then you get to around all-star break in January. Like mid-January or the beginning of January, it's like always like, man, I need a breath. I need to take a breath. And then all-star break comes. And then you're like, okay. And then it takes like look like you know, a couple games to get back in a rhythm because normally we couple our all, which this year we are again couple our all-star break with our player break so it's like we get like 11 days off mm -hmm. it's not a weekend which is awesome but then you're like okay I gotta go back to work I gotta go back to work and and do three four games a week so um you get back into a rhythm and then by then you're starting to get into the playoff run where you know okay are we gonna make the playoffs if we are where are we gonna get seated who are we gonna get matched up again so I would say like it is really tough that lull in the middle the beginning and the end are easy to get excited about well I say that because I've been spoiled with the Preds and we've been either in the playoffs or in a playoff run every single one of my years. Um, so ask me this question again, if we're like completely out of it and I'm having to do two months of hockey, not going to playoffs, but, <laughs> but um, no, it's, it is, it is difficult. Um, and I mean, especially like we do the CMA trip. That's always at least eight days. I think this year, I want to say it's like 11. I don't remember the longest road trip I've ever been on was 16 days. And it was like, by the end of it, you don't know what time zone you're in. You don't know what day it is, <laughs> what time of the day it is, it is nothing. Um, so those get really hard. Um, I'm, I don't want to say I'm fortunate, but I am single. So I think it's harder for the guys I work with, my color analysts and our play-by-play -play guy, Willie Tonic, because they have families, they have children. Um, so I can't imagine having to juggle that as well they're awesome and we are like our own family anyway um I'm so lucky to work with them but um as far as that goes that is a little bit of a silver lining for me I don't have to worry about getting home to my my kids or you know are the kids asleep yet I gotta FaceTime them things like that so and I know that wears on them because they they get on the road for that long they miss their their families so I do feel bad for them um but I think everybody just kind of when one of us is down another one picks us up like, you know what, I, I mean, I can 
honestly say if you, I think the guys would have the same answer if I if we were talking that like throughout the season, like each one of us goes through like a lull, and like the other three will just be there to be like, come on, everything's okay. Let's like let's let's plan a dinner spot for tomorrow night or something like that. So um, if, if I didn't have as good of a relationship as I do with my coworkers. Uh, it would be a completely different answer, but um, they make it easy even in the, the tough times. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that just goes back on to like, you guys are such a family that like you pick each other back up, but also like that whole part of sports, like I feel like isn't really talked about like how busy and how draining it is. And especially for reporters too, like, you know, people understand, oh, athletes injuries, but like reporters, like no one, I don't know. I feel like it's just not like talked about. But we know you got to host the um, NHL awards. How was that experience? It was insane. It was awesome. But um, I've never been like so scared for like a live event. Um, and I wasn't even on TV. But um, I was just on like the Jumbotrons around. But it was so cool. I mean, I got to interview some of the best hockey players in the world, first of all, who were who were there for the awards. But then I also got to interview like Dustin Lynch and um, some other uh, some other country music stars, uh, Dirks Bentley and his son. And um, it was just so cool to, to have that experience of like, because it's funny, I've, I've always I'm super into fashion. It's a it's a hobby of mine, like fashion history, things like that. So I've always said, like, in the back of my mind, like, I mean, what are the odds I'll ever get to be on a red carpet, like, doing fashion or anything like that? And not that I was doing fashion, but it was as close as I'll probably ever get to be able like, to do, like, a, like something like that. So um, for me, it was just, I was so excited. I couldn't sleep the night before. When it was done, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe that just happened. Um, it was really, honestly, one of the, the coolest events. And it's, like, it's one of those events where everybody's happy. You know, everyone's excited to be there and it's Nashville and like all the players in the league look forward to coming to Nashville just because it's such a fun party, live music kind of town. Um, and our arena is right on the strip. So it's like all the boys love it coming to Nashville. So and then you put that on freaking steroids because you're at an award show and you're nominated for this amazing award. So everybody is just over the moon excited. And it's just I mean, it's probably like the in my career, as far as an event and an energy goes, like the most unique, like coolest thing I've ever felt. Um, and the fact that I got to be a big part of it is just, I still feel so lucky. Um, I'm already like begging for next year, even if it's not in Nashville, to see if they'll let me do it. Yeah. Also, I feel like I'm sure you um, get, I'm, I'm not tired, but like you're very much routine, like you have like what your game looks like. So then to do something and branch out to something different must've been like really cool. I'm sure. It was a lot of like, I mean, I have to be on my toes anyway for my job, but this was like the most you have to be on your toes I've ever felt in my career because they gave me, so they gave me a list cause it was like 30 people, I think walking the red carpet. And then they were like, give us a list of 15. I think that's what it was that you want to interview. So like, in the week before, like I wrote out, like on my phone, I had all, I had three questions for each person, which I didn't think I would get in, but I didn't realize there was no order. Like they had no idea who was coming when. And then like right before everybody decided uh, like, Hey, we want you to introduce everybody, but you'll only interview some of them. And I had a papers that I was supposed to read. And then my questions were on my phone. So it was like, okay, fine. Now Austin Matthews is here. Okay. Dustin Lynch is here. And it's like, I was just scrambling. I was, I was not even that hot, but I was sweating everywhere. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? What's coming next? But it was, 
it was awesome. I, I mean, I learned a lot and like, I would do it a million times over, forget like the stress and the on my toes part. Like, I don't care. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to like feedback, what does that look like in this industry from, um, like people above you and just, or honestly, like getting to the point where you're at, where you're at now, like, I'm sure there was some negative feedback. I'm sure there was a lot of positive feedback. So just what does that look like? always been a person and I think again maybe that's the coach's kid in me but I've always been like I want to know like tell give me all the feedback um and I know like a lot of people and not I'm not not just girls everyone in this industry it can be their demise if you're defensive or you don't want to take feedback or something like that and I mean I guess that's any industry but especially in this industry um so I've always been someone that's like tell me how I can get better even if it's something little um, even now, as far, like as far as I am into my career, like I, there'll never be a day where I can't get better. The you know, like that's never going to happen. Um, so I, no one's perfect. Even the best of the best will tell you that. Like I, I you know, I I did this last game. I could have done this better. Um, I think self evaluating is really important. Um, I rewatch a lot of my stuff back. Um, I'm lucky enough that um, Valley Sports South will put out a lot of the clips of our show or the interviews I do. So I can like after a game, if I don't see it, I'll always like I'm on the bus, like scroll through their Twitter and like watch just to see like, you know, how did how did that delivery look or um, how did that question come out the way I wanted it to come out or um, something like that. Um, it is nice. So for us, uh, two weeks ago, um, we went down to Atlanta where our the base is of our network and um, we just watched some clips on things, how we could get better, some of the like the guys who were in charge at Bally, but also some of the higher ups at the National Predators. So we all went and um, all the broadcasters got feedback. And I mean, I learned, I learned a lot about some of the things I can do better. Uh, one of the things that we talked about was um, when I'm teasing the commercial breaks, being more specific. Um, for example, they showed me an example where I said, hey, coming up next, we're going to talk to Captain Roman Yossi. And they told me, well, instead of just saying that, why, how about like, I'm going to talk to Roman Yossi about whatever it may be, the upcoming schedule or his, you know, run for an Norris trophy or just being a little bit more specific on my tosses to break, which is in, in theory, an easy fix, but not something I ever really realized that I, I wasn't doing. So um, I'm like things like that. It, the little fixes go a really long way. Um, and so I, I always love getting, getting feedback. I'll, I'll, like most of my feedback will come from about the guys at Valley in Atlanta, or it will come from, people at the, like my higher ups, my producer or my director at the Na Nashville Predators. But um, I'm constantly, you know, even when we get on the bus after a game and, and to my, my color analysts, I'll ask them like, Hey, if I did I, the way I phrased that, did that sound for lack of a better term, dumb? Did like, should I have phrased that question to you about the power play a little differently? And they're great they're, I mean, there's a reason why they're my best friends. They'll, they'll be honest with me. Um, and, or they'll be like, you know, that was okay. But you could have done this. And so I'm constantly learning about the game. I mean, these guys played in both my analysts played in the league for over 10 years. So it's like, they, like, if I ever have a question, they're so good about not making me feel stupid for asking a question about the rules or the game or the strategy or something like that. Um, Cause I'm, I'm still learning uh, every day. So um, I'm, I'm very lucky. And I mean, I'll take feedback from anybody. So, <laughs> but those are the, the main people I get feedback from. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a little bit of a broader question, and I know you talked a lot about the red carpet, which was so awesome, but do you have a favorite memory or favorite experience um, working in the sports industry so far, whether that was the Hornets slash Bobcats or the Preds where you are now? If you could just explain that. 
Yeah. I um I apologize. I've got a few. I um big shock. I'm long winded. Um, but um uh, no, I was gonna say probably the first one that comes to mind uh is when I got the call that I got the Preds job. I was I remember exactly where I was, minor league baseball stadium. I was walking to do my inter pre pregame interview with the head coach, and I saw the Nashville area code, and um that was. Uh, the biggest high I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. Um, after that, probably um, our first road trip that I we ever that I ever did. Um, one of the places was Chicago, so I was in the United Center on the bench waiting for the teams to come up. And I don't know what it was about that particular moment, but it was just like, oh my god, it like hit me, like oh my god, I I I did it. I this I've been working my butt off for however many years, and you know, no sleep, low pay sacrificing all this stuff and it like I, I like was like get yourself together you got to do an interview because I like, started getting emotional um but that was big and then covering Stanley Cup final in 2017 that was I mean that's any hockey reporter's dream so that was really cool to do and then uh, I guess the final one would be um I've won two Emmys but the Emmy awards are during uh hockey season so we never get to go but the first one that our show won, we um, were actually had a night off and it was based in Nashville. It happened to be. And uh, we went and we ended up winning and it was like the coolest experience to be there and like hear, hear your name. So um, that was that pretty much. Yeah, I'm sure there's many more to come. I mean, the red carpet was amazing. So that that's up there, too. Um, I've been so lucky in my career that there's been a lot of highs. So um, but those are those are just a few. I mean, that's amazing. That is a career, like, and I know, like, you're not even close to being done, but, like, that's a career with, like, a lot of amazing experiences and stuff. But for us three looking to get into the sports industry, I mean, working in the NHL is a dream, I feel like, of a lot of girls. Like, do you just have any advice for us or anyone out there listening? Um, uh, a lot. Um, I guess I mentioned it earlier. Uh, LinkedIn is such a great platform to be able to get a hold of people that would normally be really difficult to get a hold of. Um, I mean, I know I mentioned that I, I sent my my reel out to everybody to try and get an arena hosting job, but also even now, uh, well, I shouldn't say now, when I was looking for my Nashville Predators job, um, I was looking at like, I was just searching coordinating producer or news director or something just to, you know, especially if I like tvjobs.com is a great spot to look for um, they also post internships, um, and it's not just on camera. It's behind the camera as well. Um, and I I would apply to a job on there and then, like, get on LinkedIn and type in the company or the news station or whatever it was and just try and connect with someone who I thought would maybe know who was hiring that I could then connect with and be like, hey, just want to let you know I submitted my resume. Um, just kind of to one extra step to put a bug in their ear about me. Um I think never underestimate an opportunity uh, that goes back to what I was talking about with the arena host. I always say like, if you can like a minor league baseball host, it, it, like nothing's, nothing's too small. And I, like I said, I learned that because I almost didn't take that job in that, in, in Charlotte. And it's the best thing I ever did because half the battle is being comfortable in front of a camera and it forced me to. Um, so I always say, if you can get a job like that, um, internships, obviously uh, a big one. I really always try to push girl, girls or guys, for that matter, to local news um, because I just had such a great experience with it. 
and never be afraid, no matter who you're interning for, if you are interning under someone who is in front of a camera to like when my mentor, for example, we were at the memorial tournament and he did a stand up about Tiger Woods. And I said, I knew that he was like, all right, well, we're done. Like you want to grab lunch or something? And I was like, actually, Jared, do you mind if I re-record that? And he was like, no, not at all. Recorded the camera. We put it, like we got back to the office. He put it on a USB drive and gave it to me. So like, don't be afraid to be like, hey, can I, can I try that? Can I, do you mind if I do a newscast one night? Like, um, I just, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, majority of the people I've met in this industry want to pay it forward. They, I mean, somebody helped me. That's why I'm always more than willing to speak with, with young people who want to make it in the industry. So um, I think, I, I know that's a lot of different things, but um, internships and, and again, never being afraid to ask. Don't ever be afraid to be like, hey, and, and not only that, but I mean, gosh, with the technology today, I know I'm, make, I'm making myself sound old, but you can do fake ones on your phone. Like, you know, like you can, you can do that and make a resume reel and nobody really would know. And, and you're just trying to show that I'm, I've got personality. I'm comfortable in front of the camera. Um, a resume reel is the most important thing um, for getting a job in front of a camera. Um, mine is right now on YouTube. My current one is. Um, I think it just went up a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I like the first 30, I always say if you're making a resume reel, like the first, you're lucky if a producer doesn't turn it off in the first like 30 seconds. Not because they don't like you or something like that, but it's just like most of those people know like what they're looking for. And if they like, if they see it, they're gonna be like, okay, I'll watch the rest later. Or all right, that's not what we're looking for. Um, so uh, resume reels, I've always made mine between two and a half minutes and three minutes. Um, but the first 30 seconds as or first minute, let's say minute, as much as you can get in, not just like one clip. If you can get a few different questions, you'll see mine. Mine's got like the beginning has like a collage of like question, question, question on the bench, question, locker room, question, um, just to, you know, show that I know the game. Um, but, um, that's a lot. I threw it at you guys, but again, and to anybody listening, um, I've told these girls as well. My, my email is rowleylindsay at gmail.com. Any questions, shoot them my way. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have for question wise. We really do appreciate. And I know you're like with your parents now. So just thank you for taking the time to do this and you're awesome. And it, this is just great. So thank you. Yeah. And that's all we have for you this week on Girls in the Game. Make sure to follow all of our socials at Girls in the Game podcast.